Welcome back to the Six Pennies Podcast. We have an emergency NBA trade edition, and we have our two resident Houston Rockets fan lines on the phone. How are you guys doing, Mock and Timmy? Overwhelmed. I am shell-shocked. Yeah, so before we get into the trade, um, I want to give a shout-out to Derek Shaw. He just had his baby yesterday or the day before. I'm not sure. I think it happened during the nighttime, but um, not only is... He a new dad, but this podcast is is sponsored because of him. So today's episode of the Six Pennies podcast is sponsored by um, our friends at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek's eagerly awaiting your call for a free consultation. Uh, if you can, check out his Facebook page at Derek Shaw Insurance. That's D D E R E K. S-H-A-W insurance or give them a call at 214-729-6462 I know if you're like a teacher, doctor, nurse, engineer, anything like that um, he can give you a huge discount on uh, his insurance quote so um, yeah reach out to Derek and congratulations Derek so let's go ahead and get started Uh, Timmy and Mock why are you so overwhelmed what happened I am so out of the loop just had a just had a big woge bomb. Just got a di- didn't take shelter in time and, <laughs> and got hit by a woge bomb. And this one's close to home. It's it's the Rockets and it's Chris Paul. Uh, apparently he Whoa. told the Clippers that he was gonna sign with the Rockets in free agency, so they went ahead and made a trade anyway. The uh, Rockets didn't have enough salary cap to just sign him outright, so we were gonna have to trade some stuff either way. So instead, we traded to the Clippers, traded Lou Williams, our boy Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, oh. and and a first-round pick for next year, which is protected top three, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, Chris Paul. The point, point the point God. What are your reactions, Mock? Uh, um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little speechless. Um, I did not see this coming. Um, I knew I knew, Maury was obviously going to try to make a run at somebody big, but... I was just happened to be looking on Twitter, and I don't have notifications for Woj or anything right now. But his that tweet popped up, and it said Chris Paul to the Rockets. And the first thing I thought about was, oh no, please somehow let it not be for Patrick Beverly. And the next tweet was <laughs> include Beverly, my boy. Um, so yeah, man, he caught that. Caught that, like in the first 30 seconds he tweeted or something you know it's like how did you see that so quick yeah i just happened to be on twitter scrolling around and, and it popped up at the very top and i mean initial reactions yes you're right to me it was um a really slick deal in in value wise it's just it's gonna take me a while to to mourn the loss of patrick beverly Man, from so from the tone from the tone of both of you guys, it sounds like you guys are, I guess, a little bit skeptical or or I guess somewhat excited but not fully there. Are you guys more worried about Chris Paul not fitting with James Harden because they're two dominant ball point guards and points guard, if you will, or are you more afraid of the things that you guys gave up? I know I know Beverly um, came out and said a couple weeks ago that. You know, if they trade me, they're really gonna miss me. Oh, he did. I'm not. I'm not worried about the fit that much. I mean, James Harden was a shooting guard for the first six years of his career, right? And he can he can play off the ball. It's good to have two ball handlers. I I don't mind the fit. 
Uh, I also don't really mind giving up that much either because uh, we still retain all our all our shooters. We still have Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson in the corners. Um, I mean, Patrick Beverly, if if that's what it takes to get a superstar, that that's all right. I'm more concerned about Chris Paul's age uh-huh. and the fact that he is one of the most hated players in the league as well as <laughs> on my list. So I, yeah, I we both hate to, him. We I don't know how to root Chris for Paul. the Rockets next year. Like I, I might need a new team to oh. get on the bandwagon with for the Whoa. next season. Whoa. Don't say that, man. He's, he's just kidding. He's, he doesn't mean what he says right now. So I'm a bigger, yeah, bigger Rockets fan than Timmy reaction. is right now? <laughs> big reaction, big reaction. We don't know what'll happen. I mean, I'll talk myself into it probably what, later today. Well, so let's, let's get down to the facts. How old is Chris Paul? 32 years old. 32. Um, he, he's definitely on the you know, back half of his career. And how long is the extension do you think he's going to sign for? Well, so he can't he can't get the five year extension anymore because he was traded. So we don't have the rights to that. So the most we can do, I think, is a four year. Uh, so that'll still take him to age thirty six. I would I'd be surprised if Mori goes for longer than three year extension. Uh, but but yeah, we'll we'll say three to four years extension. I don't think do Chris think, Paul would have agreed. Think that Chris Paul would be agreeing. Yeah, yeah I don't, he's only doing it because he knew he was getting four. Yeah, I don't think he would agree to give up two years. Um, with that being said, let's so let's say four years and what at 125, 150? What what is it? It's gonna four be the max. Probably about 100, 140 or so. 100, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's max, just like Harden's gonna be. Okay, so um, just coming from you know a, a bigger perspective, it's it's gonna be pretty evident that the Rockets are gonna be salary cap strapped with Harden and and Chris Paul as two max guys. Um, do you guys think? A, it was a good move financially, but B, do you guys think you guys have a legitimate shot against the Warriors now? I was more optimistic than most, even this last year. I really wanted to face the Warriors in the conference finals uh, just to see where we fared. And I obviously think we would have done better than the Spurs did. They were injured for sure. But I think we could have taken two or maybe even three games from them. I think we were the best matchup against the Warriors in the league. Um, not saying that you know I guarantee victory against them in a seven-game series, but I think we matched up pretty well. And and this, well, let's talk about basketball fit for a bit. Uh, I people were talking about how they're both very dominant, uh, ball dominant guards. You know, Chris Paul and James Harden. I think this is honestly a good fit. I think not only do great players learn to adjust and, and they just make it work. Um, it might take a little bit of an adjustment just from James Harden, you know, playing this whole last year as a point guard. But I think it's always good adding an, an additional ball handler, which is something that has really been missing for the past at least four or five years at, on the Rockets. But, I mean, we're not I talking mean, about an additional ball handler. We're, we're talking about the ball handler in the NBA, right? Yeah. His usage rate, I, right. I would assume, is the highest or one of the highest in the NBA. So if yeah, if we know if we know Harden, I think the three of us can somewhat agree. I think more Mock and I, but James Harden might be the best offensive player there is in the NBA. Um, I agree. If Chris Paul is going to dominate the ball for 70-80% of the possession, does that hurt James Harden's value? So I don't think it's they're going to be as ball dominant anymore or they don't need to. My main concern was that whenever Harden went to the bench, I 
don't know who was really leading that team. I love Beverly, but obviously you can't run an offense as well as like a Chris Paul or James Harden can. And so we, I feel like we don't have to worry about those you know, five to ten minutes of a game anymore. Uh, just like what we saw in, in a lot of the series against Russ Westbrook and the OKC Thunder. Like whenever he went to the bench, they didn't have anyone else to really carry the offense, which is really the downfall. That's where the Rockets made their runs. And, and so I think that's something you're seeing more and more in the league. Like, for instance, with LeBron James and the Cavs, whenever he went to the bench, even if it was for like two minutes or something, the, the offense would just go into a free fall. Nice, so nice it's something that's out. really needed. Yeah, so, so if, a, even I've though that... a little research here. Go ahead. And uh, you guys talked about usage rate. What, what do you think Chris Paul's usage rate ranks in the NBA? Honestly, top, I, I have no 10, idea. Top 10, top 20? I think it's top 5. Top 5? I mean, last year, top 5 is like Russell Westbrook. James Harden is up there. Right. Chris Paul is ranked number 46. Wow. Behind Dario Saric, behind Nikola Vucevic, behind Harrison Barnes and Derrick Rose. Was so, he I mean, hurt he last year? played on a team with, that... with Blake Griffin. Yeah, he was hurt for part of the year, but I mean, usage rate is a percentage, right? So, okay. No, it's a percentage. So, I mean, he, he, he still played 61 games. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to see. And I think the other good thing about him is just the consistency that he's going to bring, looking at his stats a little more. Like, yeah. every year, I think when I think of fancy basketball, I never want to draft him because I'm like, oh, he's going to drop off. But he never does. He's been at yeah. like a 24 to 26 PER every year for the past seven or eight years. Um, the same kind of 18 and 19 and 9, 19 and 10 stats, two steals. Um, that's pretty good. But I think the, the thing I'm interested in, in terms of fit is like his game is really tailored towards pick and roll and then mid range. So he, he likes to go to like the elbows and shoot that little fadeaway. Um, and that's like completely not what D'Antoni and Maury want, right? So I wonder what that's going to look like. Oh, go ahead. I think with the addition of Chris Paul, I think their playing style is going to be a little more traditional. I know right now it's all threes and layups, but um, Zach Lowe came out with a pretty interesting piece a few weeks ago about how Houston's offense kind of sputters a little bit in the playoffs because that's all their the defense is letting them do is shoot these mid mid range jump shots. Whereas in the regular season, you know, the defense doesn't really have that much time to scheme against that. And so I think with the addition with Chris Paul, I mean, he is still, you know, a top top player in the NBA and definitely one of the best point guards in the NBA. He still has a couple years left in this prime. And I think um, you're right, like the pick and roll game is going to be pretty nasty with James Harden leading the pick and roll or Chris Paul leading the pick and roll. Um but I think to answer your question, Timmy, I think it's going to be a little more traditional from here on out. Yeah. It, if anything, the big winner here is Chris Paul. Uh, I don't think he's ever been on a team with this much talent, at least from a perimeter standpoint. Um, past few years, really the only guy on the outside he had to pass to and for open threes and open up the lane for him was J.J. Redick. And now he's got you know three or four guys on the team that can really space the floor out, which will be great for his game. Um, so I think it will be really good for our offense. Uh, our defense, maybe one-on-one might drop off a little bit. Obviously, Pat Beverly just made the all-defensive uh, first, all first team. Um, but Chris Paul has been known for his defense as well. So Great I think defense. it's... Great yeah, defense. This is sounding more and more like a sport, sports counseling session for me and Timmy. I think we're both coming around a little bit. It's just... 
it, it's still going to take a, a few days for me to, to really say, say bye to Beverly. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Chris, if we're comparing Chris, Chris Paul... If we're comparing Chris Paul to Patrick Beverly, I mean, the increase in offensive production is going to be greater than the decrease in defensive production. I agree. But, I mean, yeah, it's not sure. a one-for-one one trade, right? It's it's also the money. It's also the... Even though it's a, it's going to be a late first-round pick, it's still a pick. And then the the two other additional players, Lou Williams and, and the third guy, Sam Decker. So a few things for me. So Chris Paul, you mentioned defense. I mean... You, you're going to miss Pat Beverly's first team all defense, but the other guard first team all defense was Chris Paul. Oh, wow. And he's actually been first team all D. He's I been first that. team all D every single year for the past seven years and like second team, first team before that. So he's always up there. He's got quick hands. He gets a ton of, ton of steals. So, I mean, that that's nice. Are you back in the Rockets um, now? Back in the Rockets, Timmy? Uh, I mean, I know he's a great player. It's just going to be annoying to watch and hard to cheer for. Um, I, I don't know. And is he the big winner, though? I mean, he's going to have a great backcourt and some good shooters around him, but he just gave up, like, $50 million. Is he going to get to the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever? Man, that's the big question. <laughs> this is by far going to be the most talent he's ever had around him uh, offensively. And... Blake and DeAndre I, and JJ is pretty good. Like, I, that's but, one of the be- that was one of the best top four in terms of offense in the league for the past six years. But they never had the fifth guy. Like that small four position was yeah, always such a big hole. Uh, and they, so they only still only had one shooter out there for him. Uh, yeah. So, so the spacing should be the greatest he's ever seen for sure. And Trevor Ariza is going to be even better. He's so good already. Yeah. So our starting our starting five is CP Harden, Ariza, still I guess Ryan Anderson and yeah. uh, and Clint Capella with Eric Gordon off the bench. I mean, I, I mean I guess I, I so, don't know. So, so on Twitter, on, on like we Twitter, need a defender, right? Like we need a wing defender. Yeah, I don't think Maury's done. State. I don't think Maury's yeah. done by judging the imagination. But on Twitter, Timmy, you just asked uh, if Maury works for slick deals because this is such a Good deal. It's and true. It's a great paper. Deal. It really is. Uh, really, it's the same price plus Beverly that we gave up for the Lou Williams trade, right? Like we gave up a guy that we didn't need that much and a very, very, very late first round pick, and uh, and add Beverly on there for. You're right, a perennial All Star, All Defensive Team. Um, so yeah, it, it's wait. Lou, Lou Williams, we traded our first, like, 26 pick or something, plus Corey Brewer. Yeah. And this one is, I guess, a similar pick, Lou Williams. So, basically, we're basically giving up two late picks, Corey Brewer, Sam Decker, and Patrick Beverly for CP. Or, let's say, potentially four years of CP. So, so be- Corey is, I, I guess. So, be- before, before, we, have before no, we, uh, we have cap room. Yeah. No cap room, but I mean that's that's the price you pay to go for it, right? Not everyone, yeah, right. not everyone is gonna take less like the Warriors douchebags are. But um, I do <laughs> before before we wrap up, taking, I want taking suggestions taking suggestions from our fans for uh, a different team to root for this year or an additional team to root for. Dennis uh, Smith, no. man, Dennis Smith, you're gonna <laughs> love rooting for the next Baron Davis. Okay. Um. Yeah. So before I wrap up. 
before we wrap up, I want to mention a couple of things. I think this hurts very hurts a lot the LeBron to LA rumors. So I think we can squash those. And then secondly, this is kind of funny cut since Chris Paul, JJ Redick, and Blake Griffin kind of held DeAndre Ho- DeAndre Jordan hostage in his home house <laughs> two years ago, um, basically forcing him to re-sign with the Clippers. And now it seems like. Chris Paul is on his way out, and then maybe Blake Griffin is is soon after that. Yeah, this that that offseason, obviously it, it hurt Dallas, but did just it on really? Twitter, yeah, that Twitter, you were hurt. You were hurt. I mean, uh, I mean, it hurt my feelings, but for the team, it actually didn't hurt the team that much. Well, yeah, that's debatable. Uh, but that twit that day on Twitter was the best offseason day up for the NBA. And this is coming from a guy who hates NBA offseason rumors. But that day on Twitter was amazing. All right, guys. Uh, on that note, thank you so much for uh, listening in on this emergency edition of the Six Pennies podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and subscri- subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs>